0: You said, oh, that's what that means. (laughs) You said go go live. Here I am over here on the YouTube chat, conversating (laughs) and not even ready, DK. What's going on? It's Friday, man.
1: It feels like Friday. It
0: feels like it. No. Today is Friday. And as we say on my day job, we're going to act like it, DK. So you know what that means, right? Mm-hmm. I look at you. We try to plan mm-hmm. this thing out. And it's not necessarily mm-hmm. me planning it anymore. We just hit the bell and start the show.
1: All right. He is Ramon Foster in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports here in downtown Pittsburgh and we as promised are going to talk about the NFL draft which is only a handful of days away right Uh, we are gonna be guessing just like everyone else is guessing just like even if we had Omar Khan in an orange jumpsuit on this show, and we're like, you know, tell- <laughs> Omar, you're, we're, we're going to make sure we get everything out of you. Uh, if we yeah. had Mike Tomlin in, if we had Andy Whiteley in doing the same thing, even they couldn't tell you definitively no. who they're going to end up with Uh, as far as the, the 17th overall pick. Uh, even that one, even something that you would think would be that easy to figure out. Because
0: this is the thing, Pittsburgh doesn't know what the 16 teams, as it stands right now in front of them, are going to do. Like, what if you legitimately get a guy that drops for whatever reason? As of late, uh, uh, C.J. Stroud has been the, the, the center of a bunch of, like, pre-draft slander. I've actually seen in the last 24 hours Darnell Wright, has been the be center of a bunch of pre-draft slander. It is the season of lie, uh, spread a little truth, sprinkling a lot of fiction into it, just to get you the guys you potentially want. I'm I'm interested to really see how this Thursday is going to work. And I've said this before, DK, I've said this before, and I, I really can be tongue-in-cheek when I say it a little bit, but a lot of these first-rounders, have question marks behind them. Every single guy in this draft has questions about them. Like, there is no Joe Burrow in this. There is no Jamar Chase in this. There's, like, a bunch of, like, I'm hoping for the sake of the league, a bunch of Aaron Donald types. Now, hear me out. I have questions about them. I like what they did in college, but I don't know how they're going to fit in the pros. And then, voila, you get an all-pro, first-ballot, Hall of Fame caliber type of dude. Like, that's what I'm hoping with this class coming out because nobody is giving anybody just like the perennial number one, like, draft pick status
1: at all. Yeah, I mean, that that's... I, I don't hear a whole lot of excitement about the very, very top of the class. If you want to get there, I don't hear somebody saying, oh, man, if only our team had ended up with CJ Stroud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I and mean, That's not to knock the guy. It's just saying that there isn't that... That transformative, wow, we got him. No. When you have a one or a two, uh that you're gonna see somebody's fan bases go all, you know, bazooka over something. I I, ju- I just don't see that.
0: No, that that hasn't been the case, man. Uh, I'm pulling up something now, and it was released from someone uh recently about uh Darnell Wright. Like it was it was overly interesting. The 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 um the breakdown of him. It said, um, uh, not super cooperative, hard work is not his in his vocabulary, just does enough, but he has absolutely helped himself, had a good senior bowl, had a good combine. He's probably been clean enough in the interviews that somebody will say, hey, we'll work with him. That's Darnell Wright, probably ranked by some the third tackle in the draft, which is around what Pittsburgh could pick if they were looking in that, in that direction. DK, this is a very interesting draft. I, I see this one right here as I want hey my favorite barber. I want merch too. Okay, we're gonna get it. Okay, <laughs> but but <laughs> let me. uh much appreciated, Darren Watt. Uh, any relation to TJ and Derek and JJ? None. Um, but but let's we'll let's take go him here anyway. Too. <laughs> we'll take him anyway. Okay, appreciate the view. But even this guy Bijan has no no uh no questions. He does. He's a yeah. first round back. Are you yeah. willing to give up a first round pick for a running back, for a DK? Running
1: back. Yeah. I, I just, I, I look at this right now. And I guess one of the questions that I ask uh, myself, actually on a regular basis, is if there was one scenario where you could say something happened for the Steelers at 17, and I, I'm not even thinking about moving up. Okay. Okay. Something happened at 17, and you would be like, Man, this was just the ideal scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers right then and there, what would that be for you? Your ideal scenario. Is it Jalen Carter falling? I don't know. What is it? You tell me.
0: Quit reading my mind.
1: Uh, (laughs) I don't need to do that. Quit reading my
0: mind. My ideal scenario is Mm -hmm. if Jalen Carter – Drops to about eight, okay, nine, and Pittsburgh moves up. I I would turn a cartwheel for a D-tackle like him, DK. I would. Now, here I am promising stuff on this show. <laughs> I might have to have somebody uh, videotape me taking the cartwheel if that actually does happen. But that that's one to me that I'm sure of, but he's bringing in a little baggage, DK, again. You see what I'm saying? hmm
1: Yep, then, I do.
0: And the reason I say him too, and I know corner is a big time priority for us, DK. But what did you say? Wasn't it you the other day that said this? Like some teams draft for what they actually need, and some take because they actually can, which means best available. You want to break that down just a little bit to them, DK, on what that absolutely
1: means? Yeah, you just you you can't you can't have a situation where you're holding on to a pick with the idea of aiming it at a position. Okay. If you do that you will inherently go off your board. For anybody who doesn't know this, Andy Weidel was brought over from the Philadelphia Eagles to build that board. That doesn't mean Andy's making the final picks, but Andy's in the room. Andy's getting questions asked of him, but Andy built the board. I am here to tell you, my friends, they will follow that board. They'll do it within reason. They'll do it with the head coach saying, but hang on a second, we've taken four defensive guys here. What are we doing? Okay. That's the kind of input that you're going to get from the head coach. Uh, You're also going to have, believe it or not, you're going to have art Rooney, the second involved in this. Okay. He will sit there and say, is this, is this, is, is this what we want to do guys? Are you sure? I didn't really feel much conviction from you over there. What about you over here? Okay. That's the way that room operates.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, I see some people saying, of course, in the comments, we appreciate those, by the way. Uh, This is another guy, too, that I would love if he fell a little bit. Um, But, uh, again, I feel like a lot of his pipe dreams, I've seen former players make these uh, mock drafts. I've heard so many people talk about them. Um, But me personally, if there's a surefire pick to me after seeing the work that he's been able to put in, It is Jalen Carter, okay? And the reason I will say that over corner is corners in the NFL, it takes a a bigger adjustment to be made from keeping up with the receivers, the craftiness that they play with, um, the speed of the game, reading coverages, uh, uh, being able to read the offense and how good quarterbacks can trick you, right? Like there's a lot that young young cornerbacks don't like or, or, or don't catch up to. Sauce Gardner last year, I mean, come on. That's our once every five-year guy, DK, possibly, Sauce Gardner yeah, was?
1: none of these three guys, none of these three projected first-round corners, uh, including Joey Porter Jr., are Sauce. Okay, no. They're just not. Everyone <laughs> knew what Sauce was going to bring, and then he went right out there on the field and brought it from week one. And he did, which is why
0: I I'd take a second-round corner or a corner at 32nd if I can get a guy that can rush the quarterback and also stop the run, too. Because rush and coverage work
1: hand in hand, DK. Here's mine. Here's my I love like, to hear it. dream scenario here, so to speak. From the Steelers' perspective, this is a name we've hardly ever talked about. But I want somehow, some way for Jackson Smith to jig going to fall. Okay? Do you? Oh, I so do. Okay? You're sick, sicko.
0: Have... You know that? All <laughs> right. Here. Now, I've been,
1: influ- I've been influenced by his brother, Kanan, who plays for the Pirates. He's a rookie. That's true. Uh, we, we, we've talked, and I, I know what Kanan's character is all about. I know yeah. what he's built on. And for, to get someone like that for the Steelers, but then you watch his film, and you say to yourself, this individual, the moment he walks onto the field at St. Vincent College is the Steelers' new number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, everyone, you want to talk about something that would get people, like, stoked? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It, Let's it, it not would. pretend that wouldn't do it. You know, and I see, I'm going to get some pushback on here, but
0: whatever. <laughs> you, know? But you know what, to be fair. And I tell people this all the time, you, you, you reported inside the locker room, still do DK. How many years in a row did Ben ask for more weapons?
1: Oh, that would be all of them.
0: All, all of them. So if he's best available, DK, make it happen. Make yeah. it happen, man. Goodness yeah. gracious. Uh, but we are officially there. I've been seeing questions about the NFL mm-hmm. and the um, and the players
1: getting suspended. That's a big topic. When oh. we come back, we'll deliver on the only segment that matters. That's all of Hey Moan, y'all. The Hey Moan segment, the only segment that matters is brought to you always by our great friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to as crave-ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today, better believe it
0: i gotta say this dk too the 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 commercial break that we have the music man i at first i was just like okay i hear it now i'm on the break just bobbing my head like <laughs> bunker dude it makes you sound like you're at
1: a beach or something man if it makes people download our app i'm all in favor yeah. of it Gets you me know, going. Gets me going. Joe Lawrence loves my Jackson Smith the Jigba. Do you? Yeah, he does. Yeah, uh... I'll oh, look at Randy. I got Randy. Oh no! <laughs> oh wait, wait. Here comes Joe with. He's, uh, he's got Ramon's uh, side with come on, Carter. Joseph. Uh, come on, man. Patrick says Smith the Jigma is the only wide receiver I would want from this draft. I'll think he, i Same here.
0: What? I, he, no, no paddle fool. You must be your last name because all we heard before we started going live was who did they want, DK? They wanted Addison. They wanted Jordan Addison. Why? That
1: was the Pit fans. Uh, okay. They Paddle must totally not. silent. By the way, the Pit fans went totally silent on the Jordan Addison thing. The okay. moment, The moment Allen Robinson was signed. Just, okay. Just By the, being clear on that.
0: I told you this before we got on for a second. By the way, I don't know if I've seen the Steelers be this – uh, this huge on press, this huge on announcement, this huge on – like they had a post that said, we got our guy. And they were talking about uh, the – the uh, 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 golly, uh, what's his name? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Golly, yeah. I was about to say Jordan Allen. Either way, Allen Robinson. I know, I got to get familiar now, but their social media about Allen Robinson has been through the roof. Like I'm trying to figure out, is this something that they know that we didn't know? And I told somebody, I was like, yeah, this this signing isn't exciting, but it makes me feel like they're going to get the most out of a guy that's looking to have a resurgence in this league. I'm hoping I'm right when it come down to Allen Robinson, but I hadn't seen them be this forward with social media posting and Allen Robinson in a very long time.
1: Well, here's how I feel. When you're talking about Allen Robinson, you're talking about a known commodity. You're talking about a very predictable commodity in the world's plural of social media and advertising. They love yeah. that stuff, man. Okay. They love that stuff. I'm a block away from a milkshake factory here that sells half off shakes every time Jake Gensel from the penguins scores a goal. Why did they pick Jake? Because he's good for 35 or 40 goals every year. Okay. Okay. They didn't have, they didn't even go for the biggest name of Sidney Crosby, whatever else they went for the guy who they knew was going to pot 30 to 35 to 40 goals. Okay. Yeah. That's what you're seeing with Allen Robinson. The Steelers know who they have, they know what they have, and they gave the green light to their people in social and said, Hey, go nuts, man. You, this guy's yeah. gonna be on the field. He's yeah. not coming here to be Miles Boykin. Okay. Yeah. He's he's coming in to he's coming in to make a difference.
0: Yeah. And that's what I'm getting from this. Again, I, I said this the other day. I think Allen Robinson comes in and breaks up the tension, but and there's no light physical tension or dislike for either one of the guys. But, you know, like I know, what's the one position that relies on somebody else? The quarterback. Yeah. Okay, I mean, wide receivers. Like, they have to rely on the quarterback a lot. And I think Allen Robinson being in the middle of the receptions that 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 Deontay and, and and what's George get, I think that is beneficial to those guys in our offense.
1: Crystal says, hey, Moan and DK, I love that no position – is definitive this year, in, in my opinion, that means the rebuild is almost complete. Crystal, I don't know that there was a rebuild. Okay. <laughs> what do you I, call I, it? I, I don't have it. I don't have to have a name for it. Neither do you. Neither does she. Neither does anybody else. Okay, all they did was they kept Cam Hayward, TJ Watt. This isn't a rebuild. Yeah. If you're looking for assets, if you're looking for let's let's do a Cleveland thing and pile up seven hundred draft picks. Jeez. Okay. What do you do? You send TJ Watt out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Do you know 100- what kind of haul you get for him?
0: Yeah, 100%. Well, I'll say this, a reshaping, um, a re-imaging. You know, some people to hey, we're going out of business. and next thing you know, all they did was just change the name. <laughs> I feel like that's what we did, right? Uh, but it's this, though, too, Crystal, when it comes down to uh, rebuild teams that have to do that. Teams that strongly rebuild, they lose a lot. <laughs> and then the transition of quarterbacks there was a seamless transition of getting Mitch Trubisky in and Kenny Pickett taking over that a lot of NFL teams don't get that luxury. Like, legitimately look at the Jets. They really had to go find a guy, right? They like did. Like, Cincinnati had to go find a guy. Uh, Baltimore didn't have to go find Lamar. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lamar was just there. Oh, hey, yeah, we can move into this if Joe Flacco's mm-hmm. not going to play at a top level. I think that's the difference is uh, uh, having getting your quarterback without panic. That's
1: what Pittsburgh was able to do. Don says, hey, Mon and DK, I thought Isaiah Loudermilk showed promise early on. What can we expect from him, or is he just a backup? Rarely see his name mentioned. I'm not sure, Don. You'd have to be a lot more specific as to when you saw this promise. Uh, I keep waiting. (laughs) I'm not not being a jerk. No, I know. I know. I I, want to see that moment, that time where you go, hey, look, there he is. I know
0: Your last statement in that sentence, right there, Don, is why rarely see his name mentioned.
1: mentioned. Yeah, you answered your question.
0: You better pop when it comes down to you having the opportunity to make plays. If you don't pop, that really matters. Like you will find yourself looking over your shoulder, and they're gonna try to find a younger, cheaper Demarvin Leal to fill your position, and that's Mm -hmm. what happened to him right now.
1: Yeah, Dwayne says he can see Allen Robinson becoming like a Jericho Cottry type. As long as you keep that in a positive context, I'm with you because Jericho brought good years. Yes, he did. Pittsburgh. Okay. Good years. There was a time when Jericho was leading that group.
0: He was, he
1: was. And I
0: think because he was leading that group that put more pressure on those guys to kind of get it together. And they grew from that, man. Jericho been in the locker room was a calm sense. It was that veteran that they were looking for. I hope this is the exact same thing with Alan Robinson moving forward. Oh,
1: Robert Clark comes in from England and says, what stops players at St. Vincent or even mid season from copying their playbooks and keeping and selling it to someone else. Do they get electronic versions too? I first have to ask, I want to come across eBay, the guy who's trying to sell Matt Canada's playbook for money, (laughs) for actual money. But go ahead,
0: okay. What happens, Robert Clark? Great question, man. Uh One is so much integrity in the playbook. Like guys that do that stuff know you'll never get a job again. You can copy plays all you want to and try to give it to a guy. But who has who knows the tendencies and what you're going to call those plays? You can dial it down as much as you want to and say, hey, they're going to run this play right here. This means that. But in the huddle, you really can't hear the plays anyway. And then what's like for every situation, there's about 12 plays for each situation. First and 10, it probably has 25 selections on what you're actually going to do. Third and short probably has eight different plays that you're going to run too. So you can do that. The digital side of it is you have to also turn in those playbooks and everything must be there and be complete. Copying it means nothing. The thing about it, most teams, other than the name of your
1: plays, yeah.
0: They know exactly they know what you're already. running.
1: That's all I was going to say here, actually. Yeah, okay. That they Mike, know it already. Mike Tomlin says this all the time. He goes, there are no secrets. Yeah. yeah. Once you put it on film, that's the terminology that gets used. Once you put it on film, it, it's game over. That play yeah. is now knowledge to 31 other teams. Okay? Yeah, and you know, You're never going to fool somebody with it twice.
0: What, what coaches do do also, they'll throw a, a tendency breaker out there just to get teams thinking about they may throw a play. So there's so much trickeration and and, and and positioning in the NFL that you really can't get a leg up anyway.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Blake wants to know if we've done the Glenn Thomas statue yet outside of Accrashire Stadium. <laughs> uh, working on it, my man. We're working oh, on it. He is, by the way, the new offensive assistant. You're
0: your spearheading this is what you're saying, DK?
1: No, it's cool. definitely Blake.
0: Can we just call him two ends? I like that a whole lot better. Glenn Thomas. It doesn't give justification to what his mom named him. Okay. Two ends is his name.
1: Pef comes in and says, We talk about weaknesses so much. What about strengths? What's the team's biggest strength right now? Oh,
0: beautiful question. Leadership? I I, I oh, think nobody that's wants good. to hear that, Moan. Okay, no, on that, the field that, and say about last place Okay. Teams, All right. Leadership. Okay. All right, let me go this route. Um, Our strengths, wide receivers, tight ends, uh, running backs, to me, um, I think those are strengths. I think it's more talent on that team than probably about 80% of the NFL when you look at young talent. Are there better players at other places? Yes, but who has that amount of guys in a room that young that can potentially grow up together? It ain't gonna, a whole lot. Uh,
1: I'm going to take the lowest hanging fruit on this one and point out that the Pittsburgh Steelers were number 1 in the National Football League in interceptions. And when you add Patrick Peterson to that, yes, you've lost Cam Sutton, okay? But if you add Patrick, well not if you have added Patrick Peterson to that, uh, he was good for 5 last year uh, in Minneapolis. You're still talking about a defense I think that could use another significant corner and maybe yeah. that's what's going to come in this draft but now you're talking about a lot yeah of takeaways yeah. you're talking about a lot of change of possession and change of momentum and even touchdowns out of that when you're talking about minka back there um, yeah. and maybe by virtue of not having terrell edmonds and you guys know enough to know that i don't say anything negative about te yeah. te wasn't getting you takeaways yeah yeah so maybe you skew even more in that regard. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's, that's very fair. I like that one DK that that's, that's fair. Uh, the playmaking ability on the backside. I will roll with that. That's cool. But I- you know, I'm a, I'm an offensive guy, so that's just me.
1: Uh, Paulie wants to know, Hey Mon, is it allowed in the NFL to trade coaches for draft picks and players meaning Matt Canada? You know, the funny thing is this, this joke comes <laughs> up a lot, but, uh, no one who, who would take him?
0: He's too raw and new for anybody to take him.
1: Yeah. He's not
0: John Gruden. It's just point blank period. Is that the last time that actually happened? Gruden?
1: Yeah. Like Sean McVay McVay could. Look at your favorite barber (laughs) taking the uh (laughs) – Taking the shortcut to get on the
0: show. I got a feeling his 420 is carrying over to 21 and 22, maybe even
1: 23. We'll so break, I'm watching Break you. him by the end of the year. We get to 1225 <laughs> and 1231. <laughs> the joke's still gone. Oh Good.
0: I love it, man. Yeah, Richard
1: awesome. Stone points out that Sean, Page Sean got Payton got traded. Matt Canada ain't Sean Payton.
0: Okay. Can, we, can I do it real quick? Tell us in the comments what you're willing to trade for Matt Canada then. I love to hear these answers. I don't care. Bag of chips. Let me know a can of corn. Where where are we
1: at with this? June's going the other direction. She's ready to pay somebody to take him (laughs) off of off of everyone's hands here. Jeez. Our favorite barber Jeez. is laughing at the fact that he's about to be broke. <laughs> he hasn't done the math on this. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, he didn't. The math on this. Uh, one. No, Mike says that Matt Canada's playbook is actually located on the back of a business card, right?
0: Y'all are ruthless. This man. is why I tell anybody you survived in the public, in the public space. You can survive almost anything, man. Y'all, y'all jokes are so quick. I love it.
1: Now Terry says that Kenny is the next Steelers Super Bowl MVP. Uh, can, can I can I be that guy here, Moan? Let,
0: let me hear because I don't know which way you're going on this. All
1: right. Because you brought this up yourself. You mm-hmm. said you said strength of the team, wide receivers, tight ends. Uh, we like what's happened with the offensive yeah. line. We like the second half of the season maturity, in some cases, eruption of Najee Harris. We like the late drives of Kenny Pickett. Okay. Here's my problem with this offense, and believe it or not, I'm not going to – this isn't going at Canada. Okay. They, they still need to produce touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, and that really didn't happen. Okay, not on any significant basis. So before everyone starts getting all crazy about how the offense is a, is done, it's a finished product and everything else, no, no. It's a finished product when it's doing what your offense was doing. OK, yeah. you guys were breathing out 30 points. Yeah. OK, you were just exhale and there were 30 points on the board. Yeah. OK, that's when you're a finished product. You could look around at the rest of those guys in your huddle and say, "Yep,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this will do what we, we, we do. I, man, what's what's crazy, DK? I did somebody's podcast last night. OK, it was actually a Titans one. I did that one last night. And uh, they were asking me questions about, you know, how it was in Pittsburgh. And I just had to break them down to, to your point. Like, it was times in which <laughs> having that quarterback that can sling it, know he's good at it, but having an offense that you just walk out the the arrogance that you walked into stadium with because you know you were going to win, you knew everybody was on the exact same page, you knew that the mission wasn't just winning the AFC North. You knew that you had to go out there and dog everybody out. Look, we in that time, DK. What you're saying I and mean, finding that identity is what you're asking Matt Canada to do, right? More than yes. anything, yes. Find the Matt Canada or or the 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 Todd Haley that we're looking for in Matt Canada. Find a way to bring him out, right, DK? Because that identity of what we do well, it ain't there. I love the pieces that we have. You're 100 correct. But, look, we won by physicality some games. Coach TB like, look, we ain't throwing the ball. Big boys up front, go do it. And then Ben will come to us some games. Fellas, I know y'all want to run it, but we about to air this out. I promise you it's going to be over quick, but we're about to air this out. They don't have that just yet as it stands because of what is the game plan? What's the real identity? That's something that is lacking, DK. Like getting Mm -hmm. to the red zone and not putting up points, unacceptable.
1: Well, here's, here's part of that. Victor comes in with, do you think that George Pickens can truly become a top wide receiver in the league? I do. He has all the tools. What he doesn't have so far, Victor, is a coordinator who can draw up a route tree for him. Uh, all, half of this season was wasted on Pickens running a straight line down the field. It's comical. It's comical that this yeah. occurred at the National Football League level, but it did. So can in Canada, that has to be his number one mandate as far as I'm concerned. How do you get that player involved?
0: Get the ball player to hand the ball in his hands, period. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. w- w- and this is the thing, DK. That could be Najee one day. That could be uh, Jalen Warren one Sunday. Pat Frymuth might go off one day, but you better mm-hmm. find a way to do those types of things, DK. The concentration of saying, like, I, I admired that about uh, Bruce Arians and Todd mm-hmm. Haley. They would just say, hey, screw you. This my script, and this is how we gonna play it today. Oh, you want the ball? You're not gonna get it today because I'm giving it to
1: this guy. They're like uh, Rob- uh, Robbie takes issue with your your leadership choice from earlier. Says saying leadership's like saying someone saying how does she look, and you say she can cook. Oh no, that's real. Oh, no, I appreciate
0: oh. y'all calling me out on that, Robbie. That's <laughs> that's good. She
1: can, she can cook. Uh, so much better than their response to that that's (laughs) fair
0: you know what that's what we do on this show we hold each other accountable okay (laughs) this is now a community okay and bring more friends which is what we're doing
1: uh huh. speaking of cooking here you want to give chef matt america time to cook with his now we'll leave him in canada
0: we'll leave him alone man
1: (laughs) yeah uh Sticky B says, Hey, Moan and DK is a coordinator. Canada has to see these comments. Is, is, is his inability to adjust or try to improve incompetence or stubbornness? Actually, uh, I think I can answer this one since, uh, since I'm around the guy and I see his personality uh, regularly. My belief is that he has succeeded in blocking out the universe. Yeah. His family hasn't, and he has acknowledged hearing stuff from his family. And that's never fun. And I don't say that in any sort of je- joking, jesting way, because we're talking about the serious stuff. Yeah. But for, from his own point of view, I think he is. Let's put it this way: Todd Haley had rabbit ears, man. Haley <laughs> Haley heard and read everything. Okay. <laughs> he did. Yes. Yeah. And 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 he'd even reach out to you, contact you, whatever. This this gentleman is is absolutely nothing of the kind here. Yeah. Uh, here's something interesting from, from Brian Kojar, uh, Mona. He says that Allen Robinson's always been good in the red zone. Maybe that'll rub off on Deontay Johnson as well.
0: It could, and I'll just simply say this. Who's had who, Who's Deontay had around and to teach him the tricks of the trade to get down there? AB just did it, and there's nothing you could have explained about Antonio getting down there while he had AB. Once Deontay got it, I mean, legitimately well, – <laughs> No, nobody was there for him. So maybe I'm telling you, this, this older leadership from Allen Robinson could be really good. Uh, let me do this one too, real quick. Did Monse find the Ty Haley and Matt Canada DK? Real quick, before it went off the rails, you reported on it. How good was that offense?
1: I mean, it, it was what I just said. I don't know that I could pay it a higher compliment than the fact that you guys were a slam dunk 30 points, yeah, okay, or more. No, look and, at and, the guy, and, and, look at the results, but yeah, and and where, where Haley. Came in with kind of a dubious resume, if you'll recall. Yeah. Where it wasn't like you saw him as, hey, here's some reigning up and coming genius in the NFL ranks. It was just like, oh, here's a guy that Art knows. Yeah. Okay. And and here's a guy who's going to do two things for you, ideally. One, he's going to protect Ben, which was what Art made the priority here, including with you guys. Yep. And two, put up points don't overthink it <laughs> don't overthink it if ben and ab connect guess what hey ben throw to ab <laughs> 25 times a game and he
0: did and he did so it ain't a slight like y'all got to like take the let's take those those black and gold tinted glasses off while we while we let's just be real about that like mm-hmm. that's a real thing it was good we just didn't get the ring think about it it oh, was yeah. really
1: good Yeah, Richard wants to know who's the best and worst. What's the best or worst field that you ever played on? I presume he means the NFL.
0: Yeah, the best worst field I played on. You could, okay, Jacksonville. Jacksonville had a bunch of just like uh, uh, divots in it, man. Like the best worst. Like it was good because it was flat, grass was low, but it had a bunch of divots in it. That was bad. I said yesterday, uh, Oakland. Oakland is atrocious, but I don't want to beat them down again. I mean, geez. They've had a
1: rough couple of days. Leave Oakland alone. <laughs> Leave Oakland alone. Oakland and Jacksonville just had a bunch of divots in it. No, Tony says it's his birthday. He wants you to hook him up with one of those special barbecue meals that you've hey, talked about here on the you
0: show. Know what? We'll make it happen sooner or later. DK, mm. we got, we'll got find a barbecue spot in Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, we have them. We have yeah, them. I don't absolutely. know it's quite what, what Nashville has in that regard. Robert's, mm, has, Roberts had it, man. He, he's had it with you guys
0: yeah he, he, he
1: needs to see what's actually now is 390 uh 390 for the number of people in here which is a nice number
0: that's cool i like Num- that
1: number of likes yeah you know there, there's work to do here there's work to do I got, here
0: i got a feeling this is who this one goes to who who, who is president nitty talking about <laughs> Yo, y'all really hate that man. It's got to be Matt Canada. Oh,
1: Tommy just donated his kidney, and he's watching us. Oh, thanks man. for helping through his recovery. Uh, thanks to you, Tommy, for being a really good dude. Uh, Ooh. Not everyone does that.
0: Literally a piece of you, man. Goodness not, gracious. Not
1: everyone does that, even to even to a member of the, the immediate family here. Brian says, uh, hey, Moan, Omar Khan has contacted me, as he does every Friday. For advice and i advised him to keep his picks as they are and to take this is the part where omar goes no no no, i'm waiting brian i'm waiting brian <laughs> offensive tackle cornerback cornerback with the first three picks i then promptly asked him for a raise <laughs> uh brian if you're taking two corners at 32 and 49 i don't know that you're going to be in this for very long because the corners are the ones that we've talked about those three and they'll all be gone in the top, yeah. 20. top twenty. Yeah, top twenty. I,
0: I, I simply don't think we're taking a tackle. All signs point in a different direction, DK. Uh, it's too offensive and free agent for them to go get another tackle. Uh, that's that's kind of bothersome to me. But it's been on a lot of uh, uh, analysts' hot board as far as their mock drafts
1: go. Uh, Mike, or Ken here wants to know what's your favorite Mike Tomlin moment. Oh, no, your funniest Mike funniest Tomlin moment. Funniest Mike Tomlin that's moment. A, that's a put you on the question kind of, or put you on the spot kind of question, I should say.
0: It is. Uh, I think it's his jabs at cam. His his like, I told this story before, like, <laughs> Coach Tomlin would call the young D-Lyman a bunch of muffled screamers because <laughs> <laughs> he was be like, Whoa. <laughs> like we just kidnapped him in practice and he just let him know like and you see cam get like ticked off man and the muffled screamers could go to the offensive line room too if the defense got us on the day but hearing him just like jab at cam and watch the looks on his face because it's always competition he just called people muffled screamers that's so disrespectful
1: Wow. Uh, Reg says he he wants center over tackle. You're not getting either one, Reg. Uh, that's no. not going to happen. Yeah, uh, no. Really believe you're going to be looking at defense here. Richard says defensive line at least first two picks. Richard hasn't looked at the class, man. No. It's not there. It's, it's, it's not, not there. The same goes uh, for linebackers. Yeah. I hate to say that. You know what's funny? None of us ever bring up inside linebacker, even though it's arguably the biggest single need on the team. You know it, why? It is. why? You know why? Why? Yeah, they aren't
0: there no it's not there 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 is one guy that i like i like nolan smith out of georgia but i don't know about his size he ran a friggin' four three the, mm-hmm. he, like that is outside of this world the one guy that everybody's been speaking highly of man uh but i wonder how good he's gonna be inside is uh drew sanders the linebacker from arkansas like he can be a steal up the middle I've heard that time and time again. I just don't know. Also, another funny uh, Coach Tomlin moment is him being on the field in Baltimore and almost getting ran over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm not we- sure that's the way i would characterize <laughs> that sequence of events with
0: jacoby who finally played with us later i think like a couple years later that's one of my funniest mike t moments right there oh
1: man tyler says defensive line cornerback linebacker see everyone is just you're just looking at positions you can't do that you got to look at the class you've got to look at the players i know that's more work yeah okay but just arbitrarily saying i want this position Means nothing unless you've looked and seen if there's somebody who's available at position. Now we have yeah. people coming in for Nolan Smith here. Mike Shulo says he's an absolute freak. He is. And Trenton Simpson seems like the type that the Steelers like. But you know, there's nobody, there's nobody who you would say, I think, wow, that's absolutely the guy that they need to get. Yeah.
0: No, let, let me check true. this one real quick too. Uh, the Steelers don't need another Jarvis Jones. Leave those Georgia linebackers alone. Where's Roquan Smith from? Georgia. Okay. It's person to person. It's not school to school. Okay, oh, okay saying okay. you don't need another Georgia linebacker. Like you gotta, you you gotta know evaluate that's where the person. Went to yeah, Roquan's okay. a Georgia guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and that
1: that, a, that, that's such a ridiculous. You know, there was a. There's people who even do that within conferences. Well, he looks like an SEC type. What the
0: yeah, the, there there's there's a lot of people that wanted Roquan in Pittsburgh before he went to Baltimore. Let's not forget that.
1: Yeah, see, Tyson just says we're giving Cam what he wants, and that's a DL and a first pick, beef up. Who? Yeah. Who, you're saying this, but unless you're going up to get Jalen Carter, in which case, by the way, you're adding to Cam's workload off the field.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. It's... As DK said, we don't know, and almost every player in this draft has questions about it. With this S2 evaluation also that's going on, like even the quarterbacks are being knocked a little bit more from that. If y'all don't know what the S2 uh, uh, testing is, it's basically where Joe Burrow tested the highest until Bryce uh, Young ended up testing higher than him. It's reactionary response to testing. It's not mm-hmm. the one to look at anything, and teams are actually putting a whole lot of weight on it right
1: now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Jones has a good one for you here, Moan. What's your thoughts on these players? Most of whom are apparently are employed by the Detroit Lions, who got suspended for gambling by the National Football League today. Uh, one, I'll say this. It probably is one player that started it that, le- that led to others.
0: Yeah, That's how you get that many guys doing it. Somebody had false information. To my understanding, you're not allowed to gamble. Uh <laughs> I don't think at all. Definitely not on NFL games. Yes, we are in bed with with all of the gambling sites and stuff like that when it comes down to NFL. And it's also state to state when it breaks down, too. Uh, There are rules that that regulate you from doing those types of things. It's justified. Uh, The lack of not knowing doesn't mean you're innocent. That's what's happening right now. Some of these guys got indefinite suspension suspension for a year. Uh, That is bad you have to know what you're getting yourself into is it contradictory yes but again know the rules ask somebody hey can we gamble on sports inside of the state and from my understanding uh what was it? jameson williams i think is his name Mm -hmm. said he didn't bet on the lions the question i have is did the other guys who got suspended indefinitely definitely bet on the Lions? yeah
1: yeah, that's a, that's a very, very different world. Uh, when you start doing that, you're getting into Pete Rose territory here. Randy wants to know, what was the real reason that Todd Haley, Todd Haley got dismissed? I'll be honest with you. I don't know. And I actually start
0: this question. Uh, I think it's because we, we have probably hit our peak. Um, there was also the conversation between him and Todd, Ben and Todd Haley having disagreements. Whether that be the case or not, I don't know. That's all speculation. I didn't see it. Players and coaches don't be on the same page a lot. So to say that that was something out of the norm, that's not necessarily true. Uh, I just think it had just ran its course and what we were capable of doing in his era. Again, I think the last time we didn't get far in the playoffs, what was this, DK? Maybe, the was it Jacksonville? Yeah. Yeah, here. Yeah, a- at home. That may have just been the, hey, we're going to go ahead and kick the kickstand out. We're good even though you scored like
1: 500 points in that game. Just saying. I know. I don't want to blame the defense. That, but. That's the most baby with the bathwater thing you will ever see. Oh, yeah, we needed – Oh wait, you wanted 50 points instead? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Tim Carson says, hey, Moan, we're, we're going to take a couple more today. Is it true that the culture that Joe Green and those guys set in the 1970s still exists in the locker room, even with all the changes in the athletes and the external culture?
0: Yes. Phenomenal question. The stuff that we do at Latrobe, they did in the 70s and 80s and 90s and early 2000s. The the, uh, DNA of what that team became after Joe Green walked in that locker room and they started winning and they understood what it takes is still there. And you know why, too, DK? Because Mm -hmm. you have pillars in every era, right, that pass Mm -hmm. on things that you used to do. Yeah, there are some tweaks to it. Guys change the, you know, the introduction of social media changed the way guys communicate, but the play itself still resonates. And also, the respect factor of wearing that black and gold holds a whole lot heavier than some other organizations when it comes down to just winning. Like, the expectation stays the same. Nothing changes, and nobody's above the team, too, when it breaks down at the end of the day. It's
1: still there. Josh Bettinger made, a real quick, a, a comparison – to Ryan Shazier, and then he shoots back with Shazier's on another planet. I wouldn't say anyone's like him, my bad. Shazier's actually not on another planet. He's right next door. <laughs> he's he's right the ambassador. He, he actually is. He's the, there's, a, there's a new UFC gym that's opening up next to us downtown. And yeah. he was in, he's going to be the ambassador for them. He was in today trying out some of the equipment and everything okay. else. It's going to be really neat having him for a next-door neighbor.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I'm going to put this one up too because I saw something that popped up from him. Uh, Mm -hmm. from Greg he says hey mom speaking of the Seahawks how long do you think Devin Bush will last he'll last as long as he stay healthy and he can make plays in league period what's his level I don't know but I did see this though when he said something about the Pittsburgh locker room and whatnot the stuff that he said wasn't our truth it was his truth when it came down to what his experience was you got to realize Devin came in with a lot of pressure and I don't think he realizes that been moved up for top 10 pick a day one starter for the most part the expectation of being an NFL legacy because his dad played in the NFL too there was probably a a, a skewed view of what he went through from what it actually was I just wanted to address that real quick because our locker room it hasn't been many people to say oh it was toxic or we don't communicate or
1: coach Tomlin doesn't study as much as Pete Pete Carroll what he invented a lot of stuff. I, I, I'm trying to be nice to him because we, we got along. Okay? What? But what he would do, if it wasn't for Miles Jack taking him under his wing last season and protecting him, and I do mean protecting him, he would have had blow-ups to end all blow-ups. Okay? Yeah. The, the best thing that ever happened to Devin Bush in his NFL career was that locker room. Yeah. OK. As he's going to find out if they don't have a Miles Jack there for him in Seattle. You know, yeah. uh, very, very. It's it, it's it's disappointing, but it's not surprising. If you follow it, me.
0: It was. It, I'm yeah. a little surprised by it. And you probably knew him a little bit better than I did. But that wasn't truthful in my eyesight. No, DK. No. That's
1: a classic case of blaming somebody else because you're not getting the job done. And it's, it's that it's really nothing more than that moan next week everybody keeps asking us about draft plans uh we're gonna keep the show yeah the way you see it okay so in other words you see it at 4 p.m you'll see it at 4 p.m on thursday before the first rounder when we get to friday you'll see us at 4 p.m we'll be talking about the first rounder we'll be talking about what's to come the only way we're going to do it through the weekend though is if you're really nice to us (laughs) yeah let's do it dk hey
0: we actually get some real stuff we may actually get another trade next week oh
1: yeah this is gonna
0: be a very interesting draft dog i'm looking forward to hey good people enjoy your weekend be safe uh i always say hug somebody smile at somebody shake a hand have a random conversation we need more of that and the barber 21 22 23, baby.
1: We're rolling, okay <laughs> We're breaking the barber. Let's do it on Monday, Boat. Let's do it.
0: Like a boss. That's all. <laughs> we just are crushing it.
1: What is okay. that?
0: It's just my signing off. It's just like a boss at all times, DK. Let's do it.